Shit is so fucking expensive nowadays. Think about it. Like, the 80s, you listen to, like, any old country music song, and it just sounds like unbelievable, opulent wealth. Like, oh, you worked a 40-hour week? You managed to survive only working 40 hours a week? You must have been so rich. Oh, you skipped work so that you could just go cruising back roads in a vehicle burning gasoline? Whoa, are you a millionaire? A millionaire used to be a big deal back then? This country is fucked. Speaking of that, did you see uh, uh quarter joke? Nobody's got a quarter? No. He's like, anybody got a quarter? And then nobody says anything. All right, everybody's broke. Something like that. Anyways. Mashup 69, twos. Mashup 69. Anyways. Yes, indeed. Did you just put on nice? Yeah, because it's 69. You always have to say nice. It's like an internet rule, Sean. Have you ever seen the internet before? Have you ever been there? It's a place. Wow, this is this and there is interesting. Are so, so for all the people that tune in via Facebook, uh, and you're probably yeah. like, "What the heck's going on?" It, it just popped up saying we're having issues streaming to Facebook. This may be an issue on Facebook's end. Blah blah blah. I've gotten a bunch of these lately. So, um, Facebook is a no go tonight. So that'll that's too bad. We normally get some comments coming in from a bunch of different people uh, on Facebook, and um, anyways, uh, not that that's the end or be all, but. Uh, I know lots of people like to tune in on Facebook. I apologize. You're going to have to catch it at its regular aired time on the podcast, I guess, because uh, it is yep. Mashup 69. Uh, yeah, good, sir. How's Two's doing this week? Well, Two's a little tired, but he just drank a Red Bull, so he might get a little... <laughs> he drank a coffee, and then he drank a Red Bull. Oh, now it just popped up on mine, too. Uh, we're having troubles, blah, 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 blah. Is it possible that you've been kicked off Facebook? Have you been canceled? Is this Bill C-18? I, I actually don't know. You know, it's it's starting to happen more and more on my on my page. And I'm like, that didn't used to happen. Um, it could be just a little minor glitch. But I mean, you know, um, I don't know. What are you going to do? Hey, you know, funny note, because mm -hmm. uh, uh, Stuart Light showed it to him. He just texted me. But uh my name got mentioned on Dr. Drew this week, this past week. Dr. Drew. Yeah, he was interviewing Viva Frey. Viva Frey's like, yeah, I was just on Sean Newman's podcast. Anyways, small world. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Matt you didn't once call him French Fry. Oh, man, folks. You know, anyways. Mashup 69 brought to you by Renew Product uh, Production Optimization. Sean gets the helm of the, the ad read this week. Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to burn. seduce them. I am. Am I seducing you in your ears while you drive to work this morning? I like to think so. Based out of Rimby, Alberta, we service the Western Canadian oil and gas industry with our blend of microbes. These microbes replace conventional chemicals with a cost-effective solution, environmentally safe product that is adaptable for downhole environment. Essentially, the microbes' food source is our customers' production issue. Whether it's wax, scale, asphaltines, or H2S, we can control them all and provide corrosion protection. Pretty much, we're awesome. In the past, microbes have been given a bad rap. Through human error, they've been 
responsible for souring of some of the sweet zones and wells. We've isolated the beneficial strains while eliminating the strains that cause issues. This gives us customizable cocktails, kind of like going to twos on a Friday night with Viva Fry, I guess. Anyways, of strains that are very effective in controlling production issues, check us out at Renew with a two U's. That's Renew, R-E-N-U-U dot net. Fuck twos in his ad reads. I That's... am so sorry that you people just had to listen to that. I won't let him do any more ad reads. Jesus Christ. You know what fired. I'm going to do? I, you know what I'm going to do from now on when you do your ad reads? I'm going to put my feet up because I feel like, you know, it's like at the end of the day, if you want to read them all, twos, you, you read them all. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm quite happy with that. Kind of happy with your uh, ums and everything else. And uh, oh, I'm looking you forward. Did not. I am looking you forward to going head to head with this guy in September. When we go back to back, we're going to be putting out polls of who did it better. And I tell you what, I might even clip it myself so we can go. Here's the two ad reads. Who did it better? I'm I'm excited about this. I what, what is going to be our first? Are you bet? fucking kidding me? What is going to be you our first? You stutter bet in more September? than the economy. What is going to be our first bet in September? With all your clever lines. Your ad reads are subpar. Anyways, what do you what do you, what do you, what do you got? What do you got? I don't know. I think we should throw it out to the audience. I mean, we throw it out to the live chat, but you seem to have screwed that up too, Sean. No, 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 no. Let's be honest. That's meta, and one might argue that could possibly be our liberal government. They seem to screw up everything, um, and that's just blatant censorship. That's what that is. That has nothing to do with Sean. Don't put this it's on like Sean. They don't even they don't even care about Malaysian politics. You know I'm still trending in Malaysian politics podcasts. Sure. Put it out to Malaysia. See what they think of uh your ad reads. <laughs> What's gonna be your first bet? What do you what do you what do you want? Oh, I don't know. I feel like you should have to do something degrading, like cheer the oilers. Cheer the oilers? Yeah. Yeah, something degrading like that. Uh huh. Twos has uh, you ask him. It's you know, it's like, hey, hon, where, where do you want to go for supper tonight? I I, I don't know. I'm like, no, I, where do you want to go for supper tonight? I don't know. You decide. Twos, what do you want to do for a challenge? I don't know. You know, cheer for the Oilers. Well, like, you just sprung it on me. See, here's like, the thing: is it's okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. You know what? You know what? I I think uh, like if you lose, I would I would I could probably do. Um, uh, who who's the who's the 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 podcast show from Edmonton? Why can't I think of his name? Nick. No 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 no. Other side. Uh, used to be the guy for the Oilers. Actually, he interviews Daniel Smith all the time. Why can't I think of his flipping name? This is where we need the chat. Okay. Quick anyway, quick, what about Quick Dick's been on him? You talking Jesperson? Jesperson. I tell you what, like, uh, we you lose, I'm like, oh, we, we could get you all dressed up in, like, Jesperson gear, or we could get you, like, a, uh, you know, like, who, uh, we, we could order, we gear. could order Rachel Gilmore gear, and you have to, like, wear it for an episode. Like, all of a sudden, I start ticking. I just we, start pick. We already agreed we were not going to to mention that foul name. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm, I, not, I agree, I I'm not interested. And, Ryan Jesperson any sort of credibility that's either. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just saying. Keep going. Keep going. It's 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 interesting. Uh, okay, I don't folks. Know. It, we need some guest suggestions <laughs> or, or some just some challenge suggestions. For whoever loses in September, we have to agree on it uh, here pretty darn quick. We got we got one more episode in August, 
and then mm-hmm. we head to uh, September where we'll have a little uh, ad read off. Yeah, and uh, the best look- Sean can hope for is the tie. Because yeah, it'll be we'll one see. one at that point. Because I play for you keeps. Lost. I play you for lost. keeps. I play for yeah, keeps. Yeah, it's gonna be like quintuple or nothing to play for keeps. Oh yeah, you read one ad, and then supposedly the data shows. I wonder how much you paid them to say that. That's what I wonder. I'm just saying. Should we get into it? Should we get into sixty nine or are we just? I don't gonna... know how much do you want to. How much do you want to keep complaining about the fact that you're the second best ad read on this show? You know, like he does one ad read, folks. Pays Knocks a guy a couple park. bucks, you Knocks know. Knocks it out of the park. Fudges, fudges the numbers, and pretty soon he's he's you know the Babe Ruth of ad reading. Like, come on, give me a break here. Here we go. Justin Trudeau's day off. You know who needs to take a day off? This guy on this side. Like, I I feel like I could use a day off. Anyways, Prime Minister. I'm like I'm I'm kind of like anyways. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is set to deliver a new mission for his cabinet at uh, at a three day retreat in Charlottetown this week, in a bid to restore Canadians' sense of economic security and their confidence in his government. It is a... a <laughs> you go. Uh, you zoom in on that. Zoom in on that, would you? Yep. Da, 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 da. It is a very different cabinet from the one last sat in the House of Commons. Following a major shuffle in July, seven of the 38 ministers were replaced entirely, uh, and 19 were given new files. And uh, it goes on to say, one of the things expected to be discussed on the treat could include negotiating a national housing accord. Such a pact would bring all levels of government to the table, along with both not-for-profit and for-profit housing agencies to build the estimated 5.8 million new homes Canada needs to restore affordability to the housing market by 2030. They've enabled the space for Pulayev narrative, and I think it has taken hold in a few pockets, and I think they need to punch back, said Susan Smith, a liberal strategist and co-founder of Blue Ski Strategy Group. She said the government has to address the fact that dynamic around Canada's economic situation has changed since the liberal government uh, first came to office. The economic reality has shifted dramatically, you don't think. Uh, the Toronto Star <laughs> yeah. also said... Uh, Which Liberal is funny, because source... this is exactly what everybody said was going to happen eight years ago, by the way. Uh, Toronto Star said, uh, 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 part of their article said, Liberal source, who has also spoke on condition of uh, non-animity, said the mood in the caucus is worse than before Trudeau's cabinet shuffle which they likened to putting lipstick on a pig. We do, don't need to th- outflank the NDP on the left anymore, the source said. We need to embrace the fact that we are liberals, not just the party of Justin Trudeau. <clears throat> a couple funny things about this picture we're zoomed in on. First of all, is that just not the most vapid, idiotic smile you've ever seen in your life? Secondly, when you look behind them, you can tell exactly which one is Christian Freeland. <laughs> It's true. I'm like scanning it. I'm like, it's so funny. They didn't, you like, you know, okay. And I'm like, and eh, there she is. Yeah. Like, there she is. Yep. She's, uh, yeah, she's, she's something. All right. She stands out. She does. She does. Yeah. So isn't it funny that the liberals who love doing liberal things and just really, they're like, remember it knocked up where he's like, oh, he keeps throwing the dice. He's only got the one move. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the liberals are tanking. What do they do? Take time off and take a few days off and go on a taxpayer-funded retreat, right? I mean, it's it's all they know how to do is just run away from problems, okay? And do they really think that they're going to turn this around by 
getting the country further in debt by running up a tab at some bar in PEI. Like this is just, at what point are they going to realize that they're the antithesis of the solution? They are what you might call the problem. Maybe they're just sitting at the bar going, well, the house is on fire. We're out in a year and a bit. And, uh, yeah, we Drink might and be merry fun. for tomorrow we die. You know, pretty much, you know, like, or they're morons and they think they still have a chance. That That's possible too, too. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I, I kind of, I kind of want to just spend enough time with Justin Trudeau that I could understand the way that motherfucker actually thinks. Because you're like, is he this dumb? Or is it just that he's surrounded himself with pliant simpletons who just knowingly nod every time he says something, that he's just in this ivory tower? Or is it genuine, mal genuine malice? Like, What has convinced him to make such a successive like a, a strong succession of disastrous ideas like year after year day after day that he's actually working like honestly the best thing he's done for this country has been taking so many fucking vacations i get the fact that we're mad about them and that they cost us a lot of money his best days honestly, when he's actually not in office it's better than the alternative you the best days of your job is when you're not doing your job. You know, that's saying something. Okay. Some men want to see the world burn. Man, if that ain't a line from one of a, one of the great movies out there with a great set of uh, actors in that one. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Canary Islands Regional President uh, Fernando Calavillo said Sunday that police have confirmed that a wildfire raging on the Spanish tourist island of Tenerife was started Tenerife. delivery. Is it Tenerife? I've been there. Yep. Have you really? Yes. Is it beautiful? It's gorgeous. So there's seven uh, yeah, Canary Islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was on the eastern four of them. I didn't go to Las Palmas and uh, whatever the other three were. I can't remember. But uh, I quite liked Fuerteventura and Lanzarote. Um, and Gran Canaria was okay, but I didn't see a whole lot of it. And Tenerife was awesome. And... It's got a really big mountain. And I was, my biggest disappointment was on the way to the airport, I saw where they had those, that like hovercraft hooked up to a, a sea dew. This is a while ago. So this is when this was still new. And I'm looking at it like, oh, I wish I had another hour because this would be awesome. Well, it's one of the places like, uh, know exactly where it is, never been, mm -hmm. would love to go. Um, and everybody in Finland, when I was playing hockey there used to, um, do like, I, I'm sure there was more than one or two stops, but the two stops I heard the most was going down to Turkey, which was right beside them or going yep. to the Canary Islands. And I, at that time I'd never heard of the Canary Islands. Then you start looking into it and this flights from Finland there were cheap at that time. And mm -hmm. I was like, Oh man, if I stay playing like this with, that would be cool. Anyways, I never got there. And there's an insane, like one of the best water parks in the world is in Tenerife. There's one where you go like straight down forever and then it cuts out and then you go through a shark tank. There's this tube going through a shark tank. And so you're flying past them at hundred miles an hour. You're like, Oh, hammerhead. You know, it's funny. I know, speaking of sharks, the kids started watching a documentary on 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 uh, sharks, and I think it's a sand shark. Had uh, it was talking about seven uteruses, and only the strongest survive. So in the uterus, 
sharks are eating sharks and out comes seven babies and they're like mean and vicious because they've been they've that been like sounds that. like a perfect corollary to the liberal government <laughs> anyways going back to the headline oh my goodness anyways what a um, bunch of uterus fire described at the worst as the worst uh, tenerife in decades in threatening 11 towns areas flanking a steep and craggy mountain access for firefighters is extremely difficult i go back to it uh police have confirmed the raging wildfire in spanish tourist island is was started deliberate you know and so it's one of the worst fires they've had and it's deliberate then you go up to Yellowknife, and Yellowknife rcmp say they've charged four female youths with arson for trying to light a fire in a small green space on uh, burwash burwash drive in Yellowknife tuesday night and in a news release wednesday morning police said that this is one of two instances of, instances of arson they are investigating in Yellowknife, and then police are still searching for two men who started a fire near long lake on the northwest side of the city tuesday night and so, you know, both incidents came as Yellowknife is facing major wildfires threatening its west side. And shortly after a territory declared on a, um, north, uh, a, state, a state of emergency. Anyways, so you got all these arsons going on all over the place. Um, if I want here, I can pull up uh, pull up Daniel Smith getting questioned if I can find it. You just had it up during the patreon yes i did yeah yes, yep. here we go here we go okay a little faster you got to turn the sound on she's talking right now so we have to make sure that when people that climate change and the unprecedented wildfires we've been seeing this summer are at all related all, all i know is in my province um we have 650 fires and 500 of them were human caused so we have to make sure that when people know that when it's dry out there and we get into forest fire season that they're being a lot more careful because anytime you end up with an ignition that happens it can have devastating consequences and so that's uh, what i would hope that we can we can educate the public on that front as well that there you okay. go 650 so fires 500 of them uh well man-made uh people made people and people it's not kind. our son it's our people 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 kind it's not arson it's yeah so Here, anyway um do, this is what happens when you've got year after year of li the uh, let me think about this for a second the news the news people the supposed news people they just get paid no matter what whether they're good or not and so it dilutes the talent pool and then on top of it They've had softballs thrown at the liberals for years. And every time they've thrown anything remotely controversial at any conservative politician, they just tuck their tail between their legs, roll over and show their belly. And now you've got Daniel Smith who spent years in talk radio and she knows how to talk and she can think on her feet and she doesn't just take this lying down and they're getting mopped up by Danielle and Polyev for once. Instead of instead of Andrew Shear and Aaron O'Toole just being lame bitches, you've got Polyev just saying, "Hey, well, you know what? I, I I can actually uh, have a conversation about this, and it's it's nice to finally see." You'd mentioned this. wanting you'd mentioned wanting to talk about the the polling uh, Canada. So it says, "To what extent yeah. do you believe climate change holds responsibility for the surge in wildfires this year? High extent, sixty four percent. Low extent, twenty one. Moderately, thirteen percent." You know what's uh, missing here? What's missing? Not zero, no extent. Mm. See, this is the um, this is the constant forcing of 
Like if you just if you're taking this survey and you say, well, what if I think that they're caused by a bunch of fucking arsonists? Well, there's there's no answer there for you. You have to say it's at least partially climate change. It's just it's this foregone conclusion, right? Uh, the polls in Canada are garbage, year after year, on and on. Russia aggressively landed on the moon. Uh, Russia's Luna 25 spacecraft smashed into the moon after it spun into an uncontrolled orbit. The country's Roscosmos uh, space Roscosmos? Oh, God, yeah. Roscosmos. Uh, Roscosmos. The space. Ian is naive. Roscosmos. Anyway. Cosmos. You see how there's the word cosmos in there? You know, the cosmonaut. Folks, you know how Elon and 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 Zuckerberg are talking about having a, a wrestling match. I'm thinking, like, should we just have a, a charity twos versus Sean match? Like, I just, I, you know, I just kind of like, could we could we go at it? Like I, greased I, up I, wrestling or like fake sumo suits or? Well, I think I think or, you know, um, like a boxing fake sumo match. suits would be fun. Yeah, okay. or giant or giant boxing uh, gloves. That'd be fun. That'd be oh, fun. Oh yeah, we could just rage cage. Anyways. The, the pilotless spacecraft was aiming to be the first ever to land on the south pole of the moon, an area where scientists, did. scientists believe there could be important reserves of frozen water and precious elements. It has been expected to land on Monday. However, uh, it lost con they lost contact with the Luna 25 on Saturday after the spacecraft ran into difficulties and it reported in a normal situation, which was running into Crash. the moon. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the Russians are now invading the moon. I think Canada's probably going to send them a few billion dollars. <laughs> uh, George says we could fight on the ice. We, we I guess, obviously, you're a defenseman. You can't even skate. But ah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Getting chirped by twos about hockey, you know, folks. Oh, and it can landed. Just, oh, can we just, this can is we just, wonderful. Can we just turn this thing off and just go for, you know, just like Monday nights a bus sixty nine. Screw it. And yeah, we're gonna uh, and, go play some shinny till one of oh, us can't man. get off the ice. I'm glad. I'm glad to see comments are working on Facebook. We lost you there for a little bit. Obviously, they found a way to get a patch through. Anyways, um, yes, uh, they they crash landed, and. Uh, Canada's sending money. No, they're not. Uh, the NDP are not a serious party. Okay, here we go. NDP leader Z uh, Jagmeet Singh is under fire on social media after government asset review showed that his wife owns a rental property in Burnaby, British Columbia, that is earning income. Uh, he had had a tweet. Uh, um, He's had a bunch of tweets, but one in true. particular. This comes as Singh blasted Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Conservative leader Pierre Polyev for favoring rich investors in the housing market, uh, quoted, none of this is an accident. Conservatives and liberals have let rich investors use housing as a get rich, uh, get rich quick scheme. Now their greed is uh, so out of control that 200, for, uh, 200 square foot apartment is going for 2,000 a month, tweeted Singh. And then at least he knows what he's talking about for once. 
According to disclosures dated June 23rd, 2023, under the Conflict of Interest Code for members of the House of Commons, Singh's spouse has sole ownership of a rental property located in Burnaby, Burnaby British Columbia, with Singh as the guarantor for spouse's mortgage with RBC. Additionally, his spouse's sole source of income over the last 12 months, over the, the next 12 months, is listed as rental income. As reported by True North, Lindsay Shepard, a total of 41% of Trudeau's recently appointed cabinet were landlords or real estate investors up from 31% during the last cabinet. Anyways, yes. Anyways. Hey, finally something's going up in Canada. This is, it's just the classic do as I say, not as I do. Rules for me, rules for thee, but not for me. You see this all the time with socialists because whenever Mark Ruffalo says we need to redistribute the world's wealth, he never does any of that. He never gives away a bunch of his money. Taylor Swift gave every trucker on her tour $100,000. And you never see, she just did it. And I, I did not think that we were going to be talking about Taylor the wonders Swift. of Taylor Swift on this show anytime soon. But you don't see stuff like that. You see Keanu do it. And you see Taylor Swift do it. And I don't know. Maybe they should get together. I just but, can't figure out how, how le a guy got to the top of whether the NDP is serious or not. Right now, they are winning seats in our government. And he comes out hammering them. And then gets well, caught. not hammering, trying to hammer trying them. Trying to hammer. Okay. Yeah. On this exact He's hammering thing them with like a little he plastic. He is doing. Hammer. Right. You're like, can you be that stupid? Obviously, you can. And obviously yes, you, you can are. if you're the NDP. That's kind of their bread and butter. Hope they don't shit on you, Bill. Shit on who? Shit hogs. Shit hogs. Big, dirty shit hogs. Actual headline. Okay. Government EV subsidies surpass output of Canada's auto industry. Now, we are giving away more money to make electric vehicles than the entire rest of the auto industry in Canada combined. Correct. Where do you want to go from there? I'm gonna play. I want to play the shithawks quote uh, thing again. There's too many this week where I'm like, where, where do you even play it? Do you just do you just replay it, like put it on repeat? It's like I don't know, twos. How about I read this? Federal subsidies for subsidies for electric vehicle manufacturers now total thirty-two point or thirty-two billion, which is more than twice the annual output of the entire Canadian automobile sector. Do I need to read any more of the article than that? Can it, can I move on to Western Standard? Do you want more? Move on to the Western Standard. Western Standard. There's trouble brewing in Lotus Land for EV drivers. That's because wayward electric car owners will now be on the hook for a proposed 15% hike to charge them at BC Hydro's public charging stations or risk being stranded. The Crown-owned utility has applied to the BC Utilities Commission to raise rates effective September 1. Depending on the type of charger used, rates would rise as high as $0.60 cents per minute plus GST and $0.44 cents per kilowatt hour. Extended stay charges would add an additional $0.40 cents per minute. That compares to 12.19 cents per minute for a 25 kW station and 27.43 cents for a 100 kilowatt station at present. Users They're are tripling the prices. 
Users are billed on a per-second basis they can control from their phones using a dedicated app. Finally, National Post, Canada's Minister of Environmental Magic. Oh, man, this this was a great article. Read the headline. Uh, well, I don't have the headline. You got the headline? Stephen Gilball's net zero plan is laughably impossible. We're finally nas- getting honest coverage. In the National Post. Yeah. Anyways, here's the opening line. Canada's Minister of Environmental Magic. Stephen Gabal is at it again. His next trick, more daring than scaling even the tallest skyscraper, is to eliminate fossil fuels from Canada's electrical grid by 2035. And then I went right to the bottom and said, no matter the option chosen by Canada would theoretically be on the hook for $300 billion or more by 2035 in order to hit the current goals and timelines laid out. And then it broke down like 12 different things of how many hydro dams or how many nuclear power plants. And it's just all insane because... Essentially, none of it is feasible or realistic. Well, Daniel Smith had tweeted that for Alberta to do it, they would have to cover half of Calgary in solar panels. That, that's that's the amount of solar panels they would need is to cover half of Calgary. And as somebody who used to live in Calgary, I think that's a wonderful idea. <sighs> Man, I just... I don't know what to say anymore. I, I, I don't know what I to just, say. Nice I, to I like the, the fact Post. that exactly we're finally getting some honest coverage. I think the media is starting to see that the tides are turning and that they don't want to be on the ship when it sinks. They're like rats, except you, that's an insult to rats. You know, it, it's funny. Um, as you say that, it's like they're starting to change their tune on some things. But did you yep. see all the the new like COVID variant, dangerous variant, and Canadian variant, dangerous? Everything's going, oh, possibly possibly mass coming back, and you're like, so journalism is like, yeah, they're stepping up on one thing, mm-hmm. but they're missing like, okay, so the fear porn is coming all the way back again. We're gonna we're Actually, walking into flu season, folks. If I may, if I may, real quick, sure. for those of you who don't know, there is a new COVID variant coming out. And it's super scary. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, oh, and uh, we got uh, Jamie Ingram says, and Chevrolet just launched the Silverado all electric truck that will f- <laughs> that will fail miserably in Canada. Uh, yeah, I just go back to is it when it, was it last week where the guy bought one in Winnipeg? Or is that two weeks ago? Two, two weeks now? ago, I think. Where he buys uh, it was somewhere in Ontario, and he was trying to get down to Detroit. Manitoba. Like he was that. Manitoba, and he was trying to go to Wisconsin Dells in Chicago, and, and that's ended their up word. A... I don't know. Can we call them that? What, what's Is, their word? Isn't it a slur? What's their slur? Manitoban. Isn't that know. offensive? I don't know. Manitoba is that offensive? I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyways, it just sounds like a mean thing to call somebody. <laughs> Live. Living in Canada is so fucking expensive that people can't afford to feed their fucking dogs. Huh, you're not kidding. Okay, the, Al- the Alberta Animal Rescue Crew Society is sounding the alarm, saying the ever-increasing cost of owning a pet in the province is prompting many Albertans to surrender their animals. Uh, the AR- AARCS Executive Director, Deanna Thompson, saying they're getting a lot of calls from people who aren't able to afford the veterinary care for their pets, and it's led to the shelter becoming filled to the brim. So they're taking care of 800, um, and then 
the other part of the part of this is the vet the vets the shortage of vets. Mm -hmm. So it said a recent report from Alberta Veterinary and Medicine Association found that Alberta needs to add 3900 3, new vets by 2030 in order to keep up 3900 3900 and the University of Calgary is doubling its program from 50 to 100 grads a year. So do the do the <laughs> do the math So I mean on that's that. that's only going to take 39 years. Right. But the class, okay, first this, class won't graduate until the spring of 2029. You're like, okay, oh, so man. it's yeah. But yeah. I mean, here's the thing: like, this is this is the first step, right? We're not at the stage where we're eating them yet. We're still giving them up. And pretty soon, it's going to be eating them, and then we're going to be, you know, going into the zoos and eating giraffe. Part of me wants this whole thing to collapse because I'm really curious what rhinoceros tastes like. And what giraffe would taste like? I'll let somebody else kill the hippo because I don't really, they're not something to fuck around with. But <laughs> there's this brief up. shining moment in socialism where you get to try these new and exotic foods. And what, what would you, on a, on a weird side tangent, what would you, uh, what would you go first for? The giraffe? Whatever's the most endangered, probably. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, brief, funny—not uh, so funny. Brief side note: I wanted mm -hmm. to bring this up. Uh, this was this was a, a tweet. We were going back to the fires. Uh, I don't often post, and I don't plan to, but this this is just gross. Way to go, Air Canada, capitalizing capitalizing on a dire issue, and it shows the flight flight prices from Yellowknife to Calgary at forty six hundred dollars one way, and um, funny, mm -hmm. not funny, like story that happened directly to me. Mm -hmm. I had a I had a woman, uh, Tamara Leach's uh, secretary or assistant, assistant. Um, she needed to get back to Toronto. Obviously, she rode with me to the airport, and then everything goes to pandemonium. And we're sitting in the cab, getting a ride to a buddy's house, and she's trying to book a flight out of Kamloops. And I'm looking on one website, and it had it as high as fifteen hundred bucks. That was Expedia, and she. So as hard as I'm going to go on Air Canada here, the Air Canada website probably hadn't adjusted fast enough. It was half the price. It was 700 bucks. So Expedia was like instantly they jumped the price from Kamloops to Toronto. And uh, Air Canada was still, you could still get it at 700. Now, I, I, going back to what's on the screen, so all these people are getting displaced and evacuated. They're all, the, all their flights are getting canceled. There's airports around and they are cashing in like 4,600 no. bucks. No. Okay. Here's everyone is gonna hate me. I'm ready okay. for it. Okay. This well, I used to. Things. I used to agree with you. Uh, and then even when I read Basic Economics with Thomas Sowell, he talks about this and how it's a good thing. And I'm like, what a dick. He's totally wrong about this. But here's the thing: is when they're that expensive, the only people who are going to be taking them are the because they're they're finite, right? There's only so many seats on these planes. And there's more seats or there's more people than there are seats, right? So the only people who are going to be taking them are the ones who really need to get out and they don't have other options. They can't drive out or their limited mobility or for one of a myriad reasons, they have to get that flight. They're the ones who are going to say, okay, well, you know what? It's worth it for me to pay this much. Just like when there's a, a convenience store near a flood and they're not selling cases of water for $4. They go up to $50. You're not going to buy every last fucking case in there for 20 bucks. You're going to buy one case and you're going to leave the rest and someone else who needs it is going to buy it. 
as as greasy as it sounds, price skyrocketing in natural disasters is actually a good thing because it allows the people who need it the most to get it, even if, even though but it's at a high cost. But they probably can't afford it. No, they're gonna find a way, right? I mean, like there's there's a lot of people out there willing to help out for stuff like that. Right. But the thing about it is, is you're not going to have everybody who's like, ah, you know what? I don't really feel like driving or, oh, I hate having to pull over all the time with kids. We'll just fly. No, they're going to be like, you, I don't think you've won me over on this. I just don't think you've won me over on this. No, the thing about it is, is because things get really scarce during these things. So the only people who get it are the ones that really need it. And yeah, and then they take out a loan and and have to pay it back and everything else. I, I to me, I just I don't see how. But you're meanwhile, winning. everybody or more people got out okay because of they charged forty six hundred dollars a flight. Yeah, I just disagree with you. That's fine. That's fine, dude. It's economics. It's economics. It's basic economics. You know, let's talk about something me and Tuz will probably agree on. Sophie needs privacy. You know. They certainly yeah. do. Two weeks after Justin Trudeau and his wife, Sophie uh, Trudeau, formally announced their separation, Sophie shared uh, photos of on her social media while vacationing with her family in Tofino. So this is two weeks after she asked for privacy. Yes. In one of the Jeez. photos, she is seen bathing in a sustainably harvested seaweed in an outdoor tub at Moon Jelly Bathhouse. Looked what nice. a stupid fucking bit of advertising sustainably harvested seaweed there is so much fucking seaweed out there how could it be anything but it's just absolutely ubiquitous there's so much fucking seaweed in the world how could you not have it i think they you, should you pipe, i think they it. should price it really 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 high and then the people who really need it could get it that's what i think okay you're just being obtuse But this is the same Sophie Trudeau who asked for privacy two weeks ago. And now she goes on a vacation where she's getting all these pictures taken so she can update her Tinder bio. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You want privacy, have privacy. It's pretty easy, honestly, I think. Um, yep. You don't want to have She's probably going to release a book. Yeah, oh, guaranteed. Yep. Yeah, guaranteed. Asking for privacy. Okay. Complete Prince Harry move. Bud Light just keeps coming back, and I love it. Bush I, family I couldn't resist. I know. This is a great article. Bush family wants to make Bud Light great again. And that's a great headline. <laughs> and they you know? actually said that in the article. Yes. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, uh, let me roll here. We're going we're gonna to read some things. Two market analysts gave grim news to Bud Light, with one predicting there would be no recovery for the bike boycott beleaguered uh, brand in 2023 we assume no recovery in bud light this year rbc capital markets analyst james jones wrote in his note this week according to yahoo finance recent sales data shows the retail store dollar sales of the brand dropped 26.1 percent in the week ending july 15th and 26.8 in the week ending july 22nd it was one post it was not an advertisement mr durkeris told financial times in may the influencer was no part of an official marketing campaign he said he added the social media driven misinformation and confusion were a part of the problem without elaborating in the call he said uh, <laughs> his company would triple like its investment triple its investment in bud light over the summer at the same time it would provide bonuses and incentives to frontline workers like drivers 
But Bump Williams, president of Bump Williams Consultant, told the Wall Street Journal that spending more to fix the problem won't do much. Bud Light Shopper, who's left the brand, has zero interest in coming back, Mr. Williams said, so you can spend all the money you want. But until you fix the problem, apologize and admit your mistake, it's wasted money. And then if you scroll down further at the bottom, it said Anheuser-Busch heir Billy Bush revealed he would be willing to buy back Bud Light if Anheuser-Busch InBev attempted to sell it in the midst of the uh, months-long boycott. If they don't want, quoted, if they don't want the brand any longer, sell it back to the Bush family, Mr. Bush uh, told uh, Outkick. Sell it to me. I'll be the first in line to buy the brand back from you, and we will make the brand great again. There's so many great takeaways from this. Like, first of all, there's a guy named Bump Williams. <laughs> okay. The, the make it great again I thought was awesome. And then here's the other thing. Apparently, Yahoo Finance still exists. I figured True. they were just with Ask Jeeves somewhere on an island. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Is that the, is that still around? I don't know. Maybe. We could ask Jeeves if it is. It totally is. Oh, no. No, that's going to give me ask.com. Ask Jeeves. Does everybody know what we're talking about? I assume they do. Here I'll 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 bring it up for everybody so they can see what the heck I'm looking at. Ask Jeeves. I forgot yeah, all about that. Your connection that. is not private. Private attackers may be trying to steal your information from www.askjeeves.com. Um, oh man, Ask Jeeves. We're great. gonna go anyway, and it just goes to ask.com. Fair enough. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Anyways, Bud Light just keeps getting better and better. It's it's in the tank. They're they're gonna triple down on it. It's like, wait, what are you gonna do? Like, what do you do? You just gonna give it away free? Even then, people they are taking it. They they're yeah. they're throwing vouchers in. They're losing shelf space. Oh, it just you just love to see such a bad beer. You you love to see bad things happen to a bad beer. Uh, Chiny is Canada phobic racist china's canada phobic racist i don't know why yeah I, just, I don't know why that i, I, to get I that don't know point. this is this is what happens during the ad reads really really we're going back to the ad reads man i cannot i'm going like september can't come fast enough folks you give us you give us a bet let's go here ad reads and whoever's up first they're going to be chomping at the bit because you're for, gonna be like, for okay. those of you who are just turning into the live tuning into the live stream now Sean and I were speculating on what a bet might be as to who has the better ad read in September. Yeah, and so. we're, we're going to put out polls so that we can find out. We're also going to have whoever... Some I, sort I can't of remember. metrics. or We're, we're going to try and quantify it in as many different ways as possible, as possible. so that Sean might be able to find uh, an Who's out coming up in September? Out of. Uh, Trisha Rue and her family have a family farm. They're just doing it to support... So that'll be a fun. That's going. That's that's, and there are only two episodes. They only get two ad reads. That's one each. One each. You got one shot. One, one shot to nail this. This is oh, everything man. you ever wanted. In, in apparent snub, the Chinese government has left Canada off a list of countries approved as international travel destinations for tour groups. Why couldn't they have done this in 2019? <laughs> In a media statement, the Chinese Foreign Ministry announced on August 10th that an additional 78 countries have been added to the list of destinations approved for uh, group tours and package travel. Okay, 
In response to an inquiry from CBC News, the Chinese rationale for excluding Canada, the Public Affairs Office at Chinese Embassy in Ottawa wrote that lately the Canadian side has repeatedly hyped up the so-called Chinese interference and rampant discriminatory anti-Asian acts and words are rising significantly in Canada. The Chinese government attaches great importance to protecting the safety and legitimate rights of overseas Chinese citizens and wishes they can travel in safe and friendly environments, the embassy added. And just to, if you're curious, okay, and you're like, well, what, what does that do to the Canadian tra tourism world? Statistics from the World Tourism Organization suggested Chinese travelers spent $255 billion in 2019, accounting for 20% of all international tourism spending, and roughly 6% of mainland Chinese tourists spending abroad went through group tours. So, now I'm not saying they get all that, but you can imagine mm -hmm. if they do group tours, they come to Canada. Mm -hmm. Even the U.S., the United States of America, which continues to have a strained diplomatic relationship with China, is included on last week's list to come to. So they can come to the States. They can't come to, they can't come to Canada. Isn't it funny, like, the, the whole wording about having... Um... Chinese citizens abroad wanting a safe um, place to go. And these are the same people who have, what, seven, eight, nine Chinese police stations set up in Canada for Correct. intimidating their extranational oh, citizens? Their own citizens. Yeah. So, I mean, the irony is wonderful, but I, I just love how we keep trying so hard to be friends with these people who are just a bunch of dicks. And honestly, when are we going to send them a fucking bill for a trillion dollars? I'd say the onus is on them to prove it wasn't. A lovely. Transgender men not allowed to compete in events where they have a physical advantage. <laughs> the... <laughs> You're so sexist. <laughs> Why would the you wor... even write that? <laughs> the world's top chess federation has ruled that transgendered women cannot compete in its official events for women until its official officials make an assessment of gender change. Uh, FIDE said it, it and its members' federation increasingly have received recognition uh, requests from players who identify as transgender, and the participation of transgender women would depend on an, an, an analysis of individual cases that could take up to two years. Uh, quoted, in the event that a gender was changed from a male to female, the player has no right to participate in official fight events for women until further fights decisions is made. That's interesting. I'm just looking this up. Uh, da, 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 da. Everyone knows that the best male players are rated higher than their female counterparts. As of today, the top female player is Judith Polgar, 53rd in the world ranking, with the rating of 2686, which is fucking huge. But over a hundred points lower than Magnus Carlson at twenty eight fourteen. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Um, there isn't even a woman in the top fifty chess players in the world. Uh, but yeah, this was. I thought this was funny because I made this joke at that comedy night that QDM and I did with you last November. I I made because I you know. Just, I, I wanted to keep it nice, simple, and clean. So I started off with a whole bunch of stuff about transgenders. And because you know, I didn't want to get which canceled. Got the, which might have got the only boo of the night, which was funny. Anyways. But yeah, actually, yeah, I think I did get booed for this joke. Was I, I said that I think it's totally fucked up that 
that transgenders are competing uh, in events where they have physical advantages like weightlifting and I probably and, and chess. And I think I probably threw in something like parallel parking. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like, I mean, give the chess community credit to they're literally saying, no, you can't do this. Yeah. When the well, world where where like it's like evident that women or men who switch over should not compete against women, they're like, oh yeah, just bring them in, not a big deal at all. Yeah, it's great. You could identify as a woman. Yeah, give her. And then the chess community is like, no, like no. I'm like, well, there's there's over fifty people, um, in the chess community who would become world champions if they just switched over to the women's side. I understand. Like that's not, that's but, not but, even but, close. Like that's, that's, but I mean, that's, that's where it is. I just, I, I found it hilarious that this was a throwaway joke from a year ago and now it's an actual thing. It's fair. It's fair. I I'm just saying, give the chess community some, some like that. That's pretty cool. I, I thought that when I read that, I'm like, yeah, that's give them a hats off to them. Cause they're standing up and I'm sure the community is going ape shit over a transgendered, well, and they're going to be mad and woman, say it's sexist. Game. Anyways. Some people are going to say, oh, it's sexist that they think the women can't compete against the men, where the ELO score, there's no fucking around with it, right? Yeah. Like, you, you're where you're at, and that's it. It's very... Me and Twos will be the first yeah. to say all the women on that list that he just talked about will would destroy us at chess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're just not destroying absolutely. the top 50 best men in chess. That's all. That's all like, it is. And it's pretty simplistic because that's yeah. what the scores say. Mm -hmm. It's always the last ones you would expect. <laughs> oh, boy. I just, oh, boy. So like, this guy killed his girlfriend, was it? A Las Vegas man is accused of shooting and killing his girlfriend, then hiding yeah. her body in his home for two days. Police documents say he shot her 12 times. Um... Like just, yeah. just imagine you're getting this tattoo done and you're like, okay, but I want to look professional. So give me glasses. I was, are they I prescription? Like, like, what I if mean, he gets LASIK? I mean, it's just, they're like, when you think about the full face death tattoos, a pair of horn rim glasses is the last thing I would expect. I, I find this just so fascinatingly bizarre. I was I was wondering while the guy's tattooing. Maybe I should just report this guy right now because this guy is going to do something stupid. There's just no way. Like I mean, he got devil horns. He got devil horns and spectacles. And spectacles. Keep it classy. If this you know? guy had been born 300 years ago, would he just have a monocle tattooed on one side? That'd be great. That would be great. Uh, I mean, we're making humor out of a guy who murdered his girlfriend and then hid it in his house and for. I'm sure two days. she was really surprised when it happened. Uh, yeah, I was. I mean, I guess she liked the way he looked in glasses too. I don't know. You know, Manitoba elections. Crooks. Would you hit a guy with glasses, even if he was trying to kill you? <laughs> Manitoba elections. Crooks versus criminals. Uh, Manitoba's opposition leader says the governing progressive conservatives are trying to deflect their inability to tackle high crimes rates in the province by making his past run-ins with the law campaign issues. Uh, 
because it's not about crime, it's about me, and uh, it's at least partially about the fact that I'm somebody who sometimes wears my hair in a braid, he said. Keenu Fidel, 41, has previously openly admitted to a conviction for impaired driving and for assaulting a cab driver in his early 20s, offenses which he has received pardons. He spoke about how in his youth he had major problems with alcoholism <clears throat> and did some things that I'm not proud of. Going on to say his encounters with the justice system forced him to face his own issues. I want to be perfectly clear here. Being held accountable by the justice system was a necessary step. It forced me to confront the fact that I needed to change my life, to apologize, and to attack, uh, uh, to tackle my addictions. So if people ask, Wab, uh, Wab, why are you delivering a tough on crime message? What I would say in response to that is, it's because tough love has been one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Responding to Keenu's speech, PC, MLA, and Justice Minister Kelvin Gertson said he had respect for Keenu and his ability to overcome his addiction, but said every candidate's past is fair game with the upcoming election. The election is great, is a big, great, uh, man, the election is a great big job interview where people ask about what you've done in the past. If you're not willing to go through the interview, then maybe you're not up for the job. They both bring up some interesting points. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely fair. Like, if you are a known criminal, that should come out during the election. But let's face it, they're all a bunch of fucking crooks. Correct. So it just seems like Manitoba gets the shit end of the stick, and, you know, the rest of Canada gets the ones that have never really been caught, and they get all the, the Bush League ones who weren't able to cover their tracks. I like the guy's thoughts on it, you know? He's for what, tough playing love. the race card? No, no, no. Well, I mean, he, he literally says, uh, you know, it's because tough love has been one of the best things that's ever happened yeah. to me. I, 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 I like that. I, like that I, I don't like the fact where he just says, where it's he because alludes I wear to a the bread. fact that, that because he's Native, uh, because you're, you're basically just low-key saying sure. that Natives are criminals. Right, sure. like you're you're the one being racist in that instance, not you, him. Yeah, no, I know. I yeah. get what you're saying. I just like that he owned up to it and whatever else. It's like, uh, but I get what the other guys say. I don't know. This Manitoba election thing, folks. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like, I almost want to call in uh, Sundance Construction every time we do an article on it and be like, can you just tell us a little bit about this? Like, is it like what's going on there? You know, PCs, uh, NDPs. You got a wild uh, party, kind of like uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, in Alberta, you got the Wild Rose, the Independence Party. You got uh, you got a couple others. You know, yeah. You got, you got a couple of Marxists. You got, we you know. definitely have to have her on for the for the live stream. Anyway, for that. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's Manitoba. They're shaping up for an election. Finally, this was supposed to be the good news. This was supposed to be the good news. We're going to play it right here, though. We're going to give you uh, a little bit of audio here, okay? This is uh, Pulyev. Uh, your question seems to be based on a false premise. It sounds like it's just a CBC smear job. That's quoted here. Pulyev, here we go. Here's here's what it is, folks. Hello, Mr. Pulyev. Um, a number of your own comments and actions have been um, characterized as dog whistling to By the who? far right. By who? by a number of by different who? but I think it's been characterized by, by that way but by are you trying to court are, are you trying to, to court the clarify, sorry I just need to clarify by who by a number by of different experts and a Ex number of different the experts people who, who work who, 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 who are the work experts? in this 
well, I think right. it's been established that right. this is, this is a, a concern. I, I, are not, you trying to court the far right vote? I, I, sorry, I, who are these experts? You say that there are experts who are saying this. Who are they? My question is, are you trying to court the sorry, far right I, vote? I, I'm sorry, the, your question uh, seems to be based on a false premise. You can't even uh, tell me who these experts are. It sounds like it's just a CBC smear job. Thank you. But, Next but question. what about the question about whether that's the, the answer is that I'm, I have a common sense agenda to axe the carbon tax, bring home powerful paychecks, clear the way to build affordable homes to put those uh, put people uh, in housing that they they can afford. That is a common sense mainstream Canadian agenda, and I know that Justin Trudeau's supporters are so desperate to distract from that because his political career is falling apart. So we're seeing, uh, we're seeing an attempt here to distract and protect Justin Trudeau uh, from his extremely unpopular carbon taxes and other failing policies, but we won't let him or, his, um, or, or others distract from that reality. So thank you. So you're not going to answer question. that question? <laughs> Next question. Oh, I, like it was almost masterfully played. He kind of overstepped a little bit because he didn't really under, understand the crowd, I don't think. He's in Prince Edward Island. And he probably scared away a few of the locals when he said that he was going to get them paychecks. What? Yeah, like as in jobs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's. And then she just doubled down on this. Like she doesn't even realize how stupid she was. I tried to or ask, how stupid so she's is, being. This is Teresa Wright on on Twitter. She said, "I tried to ask Pierre Polyev whether he is uh, trying to court the far court the far right vote. He would not answer the question, saying my question sounded like a CBC smear job and a distraction from the real issues." Anyways, here's the thing: is for a lot of these people, the idea of a paycheck, in all seriousness, is a far right idea. Oh, you're going to work like for the government? No, an actual job. Holy shit. You must be an extremist. Uh, this is, uh, I, I was going to show, well, we might as well show this too. Everybody's seen the video of him uh, uh, with the kid, right? And uh, this is one of the things from Twitter. Watches Pierre teaches a young boy aggression and encourages him to be angry and violent. This type of messaging creates men who become disaffected right-wing extremists, which happens to be Pierre's base. For people who accuse everyone else of pedophilia, PP sure loves touching kids. As he... As he... <laughs> yeah, because that's... That's... Anywhere close to pedophilia, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's like... touching kids. He's He's sparring with them. But this is this is that grasping at straws, um, which are now made out of paper. So they're even going to be they're <laughs> they're getting flimsier and flimsier every day. Thanks to the liberals. Liberals lie. News alert. Liberals lie. Yeah, I think we didn't know that by now. Canada's environment watchdog says Ottawa is using a creative accounting to support the claim that it's programmed to plant two billion trees exceeding targets. Commissioner of Environmental and Sustainable Development Jerry DeMarco told CBC News that Natural Resource Canada is using trees planted under a different program and a different department to boost its numbers. As we all recall, it was supposed to be 2 billion trees by 2030, if memory serves me correct. And uh, anyways, they're using creative accounting. It's certainly not with, uh, uh, within their prerogative to do that. 
or it's certainly within their prerogative to do that, DeMarco told CBC, but to achieve the benefit for climate, biodiversity, and human health, adding trees is needed, not simply finding trees and other programs that have already been planted, saying, oh, this now counts. We've got a higher number than anyone expected. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I here's mean, another one. This this wasn't part of it, but Emergeet Sohi, just a little bit. So this is more of the creative accounting, is that there's $47.8 million in Edmonton, coming from the federal government being matched by 47.8 million in the municipal government, Edmonton being um, ran by mayor Amarjeet Sohi, the former liberal minister and former, former bus driver. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're putting $50 million of municipal funds towards this $2 billion target that the federal government has just so that they can look good. What do you think he got in return for that? I don't know. I'm like, so just do the math with me on this for just one sec. Okay. They're going to take, pull that, pull that back up if you wouldn't mind twos, just so oh, I can, shit. um, um, that is 90, uh, 94 well, you're, you're, million dollars, right? Actually it's over that. It's, it's $95 million, right? Cause 95.6, 95.6 million dollars to plant. One point five million, million, trees. million trees. Think, think about that. That's uh, sixty four dollars a tree. Like I just, I'm, I, like I, I, I'm just kind of like, I'm a little bit flabbergasted that anyone would vote for that. Like I, planting well, trees, great. To be fair, to be fair, they didn't just vote for that. They also voted for multiple carbon taxes, and yeah. vacations, and trips to Egypt for climate summits. I was I was about to ask if you froze up. I I'm just I'm I'm still thinking about that ninety. Because, Sean, here's the thing, is it doesn't matter whether it's effective or not. It doesn't matter if it solves any issues. It doesn't matter that we already are the most forested fucking country in the world. If Russia might have more, but probably not. It doesn't matter anything other than the appearance of doing good. Like, Have you ever seen that meme of Trudeau watering that tree that they planted in the rain? No. <laughs> uh. Okay, it wasn't Trudeau. <sighs> Sorry. But yeah, here's the thing is there's just that without government, who would water trees in the rain? I can't believe they don't care get... about whether things are effective. They don't care, care whether it makes a difference or not. They care about the appearance of making a difference. It's why affordable housing is an actual thing, even though it makes things more expensive. It's why rent control is a thing, even though it drives up the cost of rent. It's why you have a carbon tax that does sweet fuck all to reduce emissions in Canada alone, let alone the world but it's crippling us so that they can say that they're making a difference when they absolutely are fucking not. That brings us to housing shit show. Okay. 
Two years after Valerie Plant's administration said a new housing bylaw would lead to the construction of 600 new social housing units per year, per year, the city hasn't seen a single one. <laughs> Fuck. You know, like the politician is like the weatherman. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to rain today. Oops, we got it wrong. Anyways, carrying on. Tomorrow, it's going to rain again. The bylaw for diverse uh, met metropolis forces developers to include social, family, and in some places, affordable housing units to any new project larger than 4,800 square feet. If they don't, they must pay a fine or hand over land, buildings, or individual units for the city to turn into affordable social housing. So what do they do? Um, well, here's the thing. Is, is this, is, this is the Conflict of Interest Act all over again, right? Because you break the Conflict of Interest Act, you get fined $200. When George Chahal got found guilty for stealing uh, op opposition flyers out of mailboxes in the election, he got fined $500 or $5,000. It doesn't matter because he's got a job where he makes $187,000 a year for four fucking years. It's peanuts. He's happy to pay it. It's just an election expense, right? He can you, probably you write the fucking thing off. And now these guys, they make a rule. And they say, well, you know what? If you guys don't build enough affordable housing, we're going to have to find you. And they look at it and say, this is a fucking money pit. We're not the least bit interested in it. How much is the fine? Okay, yeah, here's your fucking money. Have and then they just the, build it into the cost. Have you seen the movie? Uh, I think it's Air. I'm talking about uh, Michael Air Jordan. Bud? No, no, Air. I think it's Air. Uh, Jordan movie. Okay, I, either way, no. Air. I've never seen any movies Air. about Michael Air, Jordan. Air, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But the point is, in the movie, Nike's trying to convince Jordan to, to come sign a deal with them in their shoe, right? Okay. On his way, and he's young. It's before he makes the NBA. And at that time, there was a fine if you put color on your shoe. And so Nike goes, and I forget what the fine is. I can't remember if it's $5,000 a game or what. But no, it's it, it, nobody does it. And so Nike is the first one to put the red swoosh and, like, you know, splash it. And they go, well, why don't we just pay the fine? Like, if we sell all these shoes, why don't we just pay the fine? That's a great idea. And right now, you know, these housing developers are like, well, I'm just going to pay the fine. So it's amounted to $24.5 million. That's what housing developers in Montreal have paid the government in Montreal, plus land and a bunch of other things. And it's not enough to develop a single social housing project, according to housing experts. See, it's that's like the thing. The cost of the fine is much less than the cost of adhering that's what I'm saying. to the law. That's why I'm, that's why I'm bringing it. At this point, I'm like, this is, this is, this is. These are stupid people making bad laws, and they're the reason why capitalism has failed. It's never been tried. That wasn't All right. about capitalism. Happy news this week, okay? Okay, what's uh, it going to be? I I'm, have no I'm, idea. This is. I, I'm going to read it out. It's it's a little bit. I got to read it out. But you, you're going to enjoy the story. I was singing the song before I came in. I think everybody's figured it out by now. But did anybody know uh, Christopher Anthony Lunsford for the win? Does anybody know Christi Christopher Anthony Lunsford? No. Okay. Let me read you a story too, okay? Because I I think this is really cool. It's been a difficult it's been difficult as I browse through the fifty thousand plus messages and emails I've received in the last week. The stories that have been shared paint a brutally honest oh, picture: yeah. suicide, addiction, unemployment, like, anxiety, and depression, hopelessness, and the list goes on. I'm sitting in such a weird place in my life right now. I never wanted to be a full time musician, much less sit at the top of the iTunes charts. 
Draven, uh, or Draven from Radio WV, and I filmed these tunes on my land with the hope that it may hit 300,000K in views. I still don't quite believe what has uh, went on since we uploaded that. It's just strange to me. People in the music industry give me blank stares when I brush off $8 million offers. I don't want six tour buses, 15 tractor trailers, and a jet. I don't want to be play. I don't want to play stadium shows. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I wrote the music. Uh, the music. The ro- I wrote the music I wrote because I was suffering with mental health and depression. These songs have connected with millions of people on such a deep level because they're being sung by someone feeling the words in the very moment they were being sung. Not no editing, no agent, no bullshit. Just some idiot and his guitar. The style of music that we should have never gotten away from in the first place. So that being said, I've never taken the time to tell you who I actually am. Here's a formal introduction. My legal name is Christopher Anthony Lunsford. My grandfather was Oliver Anthony. And Oliver Anthony music is a dedication not only to him, but 1930s Appalachia where he was born and raised. Dirt floors, seven kids, hard times. At this point, I'll gladly go by Oliver because everyone knows me as such. But my friends and family still call me Chris. You can decide uh, either is fine. And then he goes on. I, I can keep reading if you want, but he continues. I, I feel for people, if they if they want, they can go find him, talk about his story. And I mean, like the guy, the, he, he's he's talking about what he did and like why he got to this point and and like it's just like the guy's turning down being rich and famous, and me and Tuz are having this discussion before, and it's like he's gonna be more rich and famous. He doesn't want it, but that's exactly why he's going to be like he's gonna have everything thrown at him because he you know is fighting the system and he says fuck the system and i don't want your eight million dollars i don't want your tour bus and i don't want your jet and i don't want everything just leave me alone and for that he will be loved and applauded and everybody will search out uh oliver anthony i have a picture of him actually (laughs) he even made a joke in one of his youtube videos that he yeah you talked about it last week right i'm like this guy is freaking awesome. I played him, uh, you know, while we're while we're trapped, yeah, no, trapped. While I'm stuck in Kelowna, I'm just outside of the 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 evacuation zone, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there with a group, and I'm like, oh, have you heard of Oliver Anthony? And because they were listening to, you know, uh, my buddy there was like, oh, we'll play some good Saskatchewan music. Started playing Coulter Wall, you know, and everybody's like, oh yeah. I'm like, have you heard of Oliver Anthony? None of them had. And Oliver Anthony, by the third song he's playing, I can see people they're building the puzzle of all things, which was a funny night. They're building the puzzle and like the feet start tapping. I'm like, yeah, like he says in this, he goes, I'm not that good of an artist. I'm like, bullshit. Like there's a reason, you know, I, if Sean picks up a tune and starts singing, nobody, you know, it's cause he, the way he sings it and what he says and everything else. It's freaking awesome. That's my good news too. It is great news. And honestly, I, we need more of this, right? Like, yeah, it's all well and good to have the overproduced Jason Aldean stuff he didn't write. And don't get me wrong, I like Jason Aldean. But the stuff that comes, you know, stuff that people pour their heart into. You ever notice how, like, musicians kind of lose their edge after they get rich and famous? And they just start sucking. But, like, their old stuff that's real edgy, like their early stuff, when it's really from the heart, that's the stuff that hits really good. Yeah. But how it's can like you the, talk about struggle and everything when you it, like this guy's talking about? I wrote, you know, he wrote a song. Um, I've got to get sober because he was literally depressed and drinking the pain away. 
And like when you're in it, you're in it and it's real. I talk about this with Jordan Peterson a lot. When he was first came to Edmonton like five years ago, six years ago, five years ago, 2018, he was unflipping real. It was unreal to watch him talk on stage. And there was no polish to it. He was in some old worn out suit in some hotel with no grand stage and a little mic. And it wasn't a great sound system. It was unreal. Now you go see Jordan Peterson in Rogers Place. It is like, holy man, this is a show. But it's so polished, kind of, right? It's It, it doesn't have the personal connection. Mm-hmm. This guy, like, is, you know, he's going, as he's sitting there on a YouTube video going, you know, guys, you keep telling me I need to get a Spotify channel, so I'm trying to upload things as fast as I quickly can, you know? And I'm chuckling at it because I'm like, that's pretty cool. He goes, but I'm not here to race and everything else. So I got on YouTube, uh, Spotify, and he'd uploaded five songs at the time. The first one, uh, Richmond, North of Richmond, at that time had uh, – 100,000 plays. Mm-hmm. And that was like, geez, we just talked about it last week. And I just, so what, what is it? Maybe 10 days ago? It's at 15 million, almost 16, 15.8 million plays now. I'm like, it's just crazy. He didn't have Spotify two weeks ago. It's like, it's a wild story. It's a great story. Happy for him. And I hope he keeps true to his word and uh and and keeps sticking it to the man because uh, i love it you know the bud light thing plays on every week with us and i think it's just i think it's just awesome this is another form of awesome and i just hope Mm -hmm. it plays out and continues to play out for him absolutely well should we go to should we go to some local news yes Okay, so we got uh, we got Slim uh, with with Marwayne. They got Gord Bamford, Dwayne Steele, September eighth, and Marwayne. I, I don't know what me and twos are doing with this, but we, we you know obviously we're very uh, uh, supportive or very thankful, supportive, thankful. But mm-hmm. uh, they've offered us a table of eight people to go to it uh, for just which talking about it, which I'm like, okay. And I told twos, I'm like, well, we got to give. Uh, I got to talk to Caleb Taves as well because he's bought a spot on Wednesdays to shine a spotlight on community things as well. So I'm like, uh, that's super cool. It's so, his uh, table too, basically. Yeah, basically. I'm like, well, I don't know. We got to try and see if we can get there. So Slim and Marwayne, I appreciate uh, I appreciate. It. I think Tuz does as well. Thank you very much, Slim. I, um, I guess I got to see Demolition Derby, August 26th, Crossfield. We've been talking off and on about that. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Dirk, Ner- uh, Dirk, Derek Nuremberg's uh, son's team, we talked about it last week. His son was playing for Team Can at the Little League World Series. Only the second time, if memory serves me correct, Saskatchewan has been the representative in, what did I say, 74 years? 76 years. One of the two. And uh, they got ousted by Mexico, but uh, hats off to the boys for uh, representing Team yeah. Canada. If you want to beat League them next time, you just got to call border control first. Get them all running so they'll be tired out before the game. And then I got to give a shout out to uh, Candace and her family at Utterly. Uh, well, they're we, the two girls, Mila, and I, I got to like, what am I doing here? I, I got one of their names. Terrible of me. I apologize, Candace and the group. But anyways, I stopped by the farm while I was out in, uh, near Armstrong. Had one of their ice cream cookie sandwiches. Like, I tell you what, if you're out in that area, you got to look them up. Because it was fantastic. I was like, I gave uh, a bunch of them to Gary, the guy who brought me out there for his family and his daughters. Because I'm like, if I have like eight of these sitting beside me, 
like I'm going to eat them all. Found, I'm going to I'm going to be found. I'm going to be like in a coma. Yeah, for all. but why not? I mean, when's the next time you're going to get a chance to eat one? You should have just know. gone for it. I don't know, but the next time I'm near Armstrong, I tell you what, I'm going to make sure I get one of those suckers. It was that delightful. It was, it was top notch. One thing I almost forgot to add, uh, and then just when we were talking about my throwaway joke from last year, I remembered. Oh yeah, I've got uh, stand up comedy night in Lloyd coming up in November, and oh, yeah. it's a you ways out. Me and QDM, and I don't know, somebody's going to do an intro for us. I can't remember who. And it won't be that good. <laughs> It'd probably be like anyway. Rates. We're doing the Vic Juba, and despite the fact that it has a shit ton of seats, they are almost all gone. So get some of the last few. I think he's trying to say like maybe you should purchase some tickets. Yeah, support, yeah. Support I think the Vic. I think it's November fifth. Uh, don't quote me on it, but anyways. Um, there's going to be a funny, a lot of funny jokes there and also QDM. Um, yes. And I'm going to throw in a couple things here. We're going to go back. Jamie Ingram said MMA fight like, uh, Zuck and Elon. Is that thing ain't even happening? Like, are they doing that? I don't know. I, I, I like the fact that they're chirping about it back and forth, but I'm not expecting it. And then Sandy, uh, Hallgren says music changes culture all the time. Think about CCR and fortunate son during the Vietnam War. Yeah, the great song, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, I tell you what, sixty nine. We're gonna be at number seven zero next week. We got uh, we got awards coming up uh, soon. Um, we have uh, we got to talk about the uh, donor uh, and starting September one, we need to have a challenge issue between us two for the ad read off. And I tell you what, let's let's roll, folks. And uh, we'll see what comes of that. Either way, twos. John's going to try and read them like mine so that he can do better. 69 in the books. I would never sink so low as to be that awful. You know, like <laughs> I, mean, I just, hey, 69 in the books, twos. We'll catch you next week. To all the folks, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, well, 7-0 coming up. And we got lots and lots in the hopper. Till then. All right. Thanks a lot, guys.